0: It's the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase, live from Methuen Community Studios.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio. Coming to you live from Methuen Community Studios. If you have a take or comment, feel free to call in by dialing 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Well, we have a lot of catch-up on as I was off last week as I was down in sunny and warm Fort Lauderdale Florida and every other sport and every other team was working besides the Patriots I think Bill Belichick was down there with me uh, as well um, based off of all the NFL uh, making uh, moves besides New England all right so let's go back uh, two weeks ago where we left off the Washington commanders traded for Colts quarterback Carson Wentz Deshaun Watson was cleared from all criminal charges and was traded to the Cleveland Browns. Then I was fortunate enough to attend the Kevin Garnett retirement in which amends were made with the big three and they were back along with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. Everybody in Boston was out in support, including Donnie Wahlberg, Kendrick Perkins, and many more. Then all of a sudden during the Kevin Garnett retirement, breaking news comes out. What is it, you may ask? Oh, yeah. Tom Brady announces that he'll be coming out of retirement. Now, just yesterday, he posted a training video uh, with Julian Edelman working out, in which they both looked very good, and a real emphasis on Julian Edelman looking really good. And it makes you wonder if Edelman might be coming back for one more year with Brady in Tampa, and even Gronk hopped in on, on that speculation as well. Then uh, during the week, it comes out that Patriots trade Chase Winovich to the Browns for Mac Wilson Sr., which in my opinion, it's probably a an even swap, so okay, whatever. Uh, then probably the biggest trade all year was made by the Las Vegas Raiders and former Patriots coach Josh McDaniels to trade for Devontae Adams from the Green Bay Packers. The Patriots finally made a move for themselves yesterday by signing Trent Brown to a two-year deal. They also were holding workouts yesterday with Leonard Fournette and past Patriots player Malcolm Butler. However, coming out this morning, it was announced that Leonard Fournette has signed a deal with the Buccaneers for a three-year, $21 million deal. Tom Brady must have heard he was working out in New England yesterday and said, nope, not happening. Also coming out this morning, the Patriots were expected to work out past Steelers quarterback and now free agent Joshua Dobbs a big topic this offseason within the NFL has been the broadcasters well it seems as if everyone has found their home Joe Buck will be joining his Thursday Night Football partner Troy Aikman for Monday Night Football on ESPN going over to Thursday Night Football will be past and really not Thursday Night Football to be exact but more uh, Amazon uh, to be exact is uh, Al Michaels uh, along with college football analyst Kirk Herbstreet and for Sunday night football, Chris Collinsworth will be staying at his spot, and Mike Tirico will be taking Al Michaels' spot as the host. In which has happened uh, over the past few years, anyways, uh, as Al Michaels has had a um, you know a decreased schedule, uh, if you will, and Mike Tirico has filled in uh, for him uh, at those times. Uh, enough with the NFL, though, and on to the MLB. Well, it's official. They were able to make a deal to play ball a little less than two weeks ago. I would uh, like to give a shout-out to my boss, Tony Maserati, from Felger and Maz on 98.5 The Sports Hub, for getting one of those uh, analyst jobs with Nessun for uh, for the Red Sox games uh, next week. Uh, not next week, but this year. So congratulations uh, to you, Maz. Um, you know, you sure do fit the fit the description and and the requirements, and I look forward to uh, to hearing you. Uh, the Red Sox made a big move over the weekend, signing second baseman Trevor Story to a six year, hundred forty million dollar contract. Lots of people are thinking this is the po- this is for the possibility of Xander Bogarts leaving next year when he has the opt out option in his contract. So we will see what happens. If they were able to come up with a deal that uh, the, that the Red Sox Uh, will be in very good shape for the 2023 season when the shift is going to disappear. So having Bogarts and Story with lots of mobility will have the Sox covered for that situation. Also coming out last week, it was announced that Chris Seale will miss the first part of the season due to a stress uh, fracture in his ribcage. I'm going to go off on a little rant here. The more and more I think about it, I compare Chris Seale's situation to the Tuka Rask or Dustin Pedroia situation and is seal just too old and done and when do we say okay retire so that's something to think about I mean he just came off Tommy John uh, surgery and now when he's supposed to have a big year he starts off the season on the bench because of another injury I mean come on lastly the Red Sox announced that the players will wear a black patch with a red number two on it with Remy above the number two in honor and to celebrate the life of past Red Sox player, Hall of Famer, and broadcaster, Jerry Ribbing. Moving away from the MLB and onto to the NBA in the Boston Celtics, well, let me tell you something. They are on the ball, and they haven't stopped rolling. They have won 20 out of their last 23 games, going back to January 29th against the Pelicans. They are currently in fourth place of the Eastern Conference and only a half a game behind the Bucks and 76ers, who are in second and third place, so that second-place spot is very doable for them. Sitting in first are the Miami Heat, who are 47 and 25, who are also catchable by the end of the season. So lots of moving parts here as we come down on the wire, and again, the end of the season. Needless to say, though, we are on a roll and have finally learned uh, to play together and are healthy, most importantly. I mean, these games that we are winning, they're not close by any means. They're all, you know, 10-point wins at least, aside from the game last night against Oklahoma City, in which they won by nine. But still, the boys are rolling, and they are looking good. Now on to another team that has been on a roll, and that's the Boston Bruins. They are they are uh, 12-2-1 out of their last 15 games. Yesterday, it was announced that the Bruins had signed Jake DeBrusque to a two-year ex- uh, contract extension which was big for them and that was followed up by a big win against the Montreal Canadiens with a win in overtime from Brad Marchand the bees are still sitting at fourth place in the Eastern Conference behind the Maple Leaves Lightning and Panthers it has also become clear that Jeremy Swayman seems to be the Bruins number one goalie now moving on to the biggest story of March and that is the madness of it the NCAA tournament is underway and is approaching its second week of action heading into the sweet 16 if you ask me one word to describe it I would say upset there have been many upsets in big upsets with that so with that let's go over the brackets so let's uh, start off uh, just with uh, in the first round with the biggest out um, you know with some of the upsets Uh <clears throat> number nine Memphis uh, beat Boise State 64 to 53 and then a big one New Mexico State 70 to 63 over number five Yukon Another big one was Notre Dame, seventy-eight to sixty-four over Alabama, and then another. This what this was probably maybe the biggest. Uh, Saint Peter's, eighty-five to seventy-nine over number two Kentucky, and then I'll just follow along into the um, the second round, round of thirty-two. Saint Peter's would upset again, seventy to sixty against Murray State, the fifteen versus the seven, and then North Carolina beat Baylor. 93 to 86, the to, uh, 8 over the 1. And then moving on to the other side of the bracket in the first round, uh, TCU uh, beat Seton Hall, the 9th seed beating the 8th seed, 69 to 42. And then uh, another upset, obviously, Michigan beating Colorado State, the 11 beating the 6, 75 to 63. Moving down the bracket a little bit, Creighton beat San Diego uh, State, the 9 versus the 8, 72 to 69 and another big big upset was uh number 12 Richmond beating number 5 Iowa 67 to 63 and then Iowa State beating LSU the 11 beating the 6 59 to 54 and going on with that Iowa State then beat the number 3 seed Wisconsin Badgers 54 to 49 and then uh, Miami beat USC The 10 seed beating the 7 seed 68 to 66 and then Miami would go on to beat the number two Auburn 79 to 61 it was funny I don't know if anybody was watching the uh, the broadcast the pregame show over there on uh, TBS but Charles Barkley was obviously doing it and he's a big uh, Auburn fan and he actually said if Auburn won the game he'd take his shirt off so I thought that was uh, that was pretty funny Lastly, another big story uh, coming out today is the Boston Globe putting out an article on Massachusetts sports betting. This uh, latest article puts Massachusetts with a 5% chance of sports betting becoming legal. The Senate says if they pass legalized gambling, it could put people at risk of losing money. Here's another rant of mine. Well, I say to this, how about there being scratch tickets at every gas station or convenience store? How about the Mass State Lottery? It's just an excuse. And I don't understand why it won't happen. Encore Boston Harbor is all ready to go with their sports gambling section. Not only that, but you would think Massachusetts wants in on this after losing money to people going to New, uh, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and even Connecticut's a sports bet. I mean, that's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And it's actually stupid to think about that Massachusetts doesn't legalize it. So it's crazy to me th- to, to think about All right, and with that, I'm going to open up the phone line. So if you would like to call in, feel free to call 978-301-6877. That's 978-301-6877. Lots to talk about here on this Tuesday, March 22nd. Uh, Enough of my uh, ranting, though. Let's uh, hit the NBA real quick and the Boston Celtics. This team is heating up. They're getting together, and everything's just clicking all at the right time. Uh, obviously, you know Jason Tatum. I think I read had his uh, third straight 30 point or more game in a row um, last night. Scoring, I think it was 36 points. But just uh, you know, absolutely, you know, unbelievable. He's on a roll. You know, Jalen Brown is on a roll. Everybody is just everybody's playing together. They're playing well, and you know. If you were to tell me that they'd play like this back in December, I'd say you're crazy. I'd say you're crazy. I thought the team was, you know, going to shams. I thought we wouldn't even make the playoffs. But here we are. Here we are in the mix of things and again in in that fourth spot, but like I have said, the one thing that I have said all year long was you know, you don't have to, you know, The Celtics are in like, you know, eighth place, right? And they're far away, right, from that first place spot. However, all they need is like one of these, you know, breakthroughs, you know, type of things. And they're right in it. And, and less of that, but more of just kind of like more teams either going on winning streaks and losing streaks to really separate things up and make things clear of what teams, you know, are the team you want, are the teams you want to watch. Um, you know i mean just looking at the at the at the standings wise um you know you have the heat in first 76ers in second bucks in third Celtics in fourth bills in fifth cavaliers in sixth raptors in seventh brooklyn nets in eighth place so but that's also something to look out for like brooklyn nets in my opinion can turn it on at any time and so if you know a team were to get them you know i think I don't think they call it a playing game, but whatever it is, um, it, that's kind of a sneaky team that you have to watch out for. Sneaky team that you have to watch out for. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. But moving over to the Western Conference, uh, the Suns are in first, Grizzlies in second, Warriors in third, Jazz in fourth, Mavericks in fifth, Nuggets in sixth, Timberwolves in seventh, Clippers in eighth, Lakers in ninth. Um, you know, one thing to think about is that we are playing the Jazz uh, coming up on uh, on Wednesday night, and then we obviously lost to I believe it was the Mavericks that we lost to. It was the Mavericks uh, two Sundays or last Sunday, sorry, um, on Kevin Garnett Day. So, but listen, if you know if you want my opinion about that, the Celtics actually lost on uh, Paul Pierce's retirement night as well. So, you know, what do you take from that? I don't know so anyways we'll see 15 minutes here on the sports talk with Harrison Chase feel free to call in nine seven eight three oh one six eight seven seven that's nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven let me hit the NCAA uh, brackets real quick coming up in the sweet 16 you're gonna have Gonzaga versus Arkansas the one versus the four and then number two Duke versus the number three Texas Tech And then moving down the bracket, you'll have uh, number four, UCLA, playing number eight, North Carolina. And then you'll have number 15, St. Peter's versus number three, Purdue. Of course, St. Peter's being referred to as the Cinderella story. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens as far as as that is concerned. Moving over to the other side of the bracket, you're going to have number one, Arizona, versus number five, Houston. Michigan, number 11, versus number two, Villanova. And then you'll have number one, Kansas versus number four, Providence. And number 11, Iowa State versus number 10, Miami. Think about that. Think about that. The 11 versus the 10. How crazy is that? How crazy is that in that conference? That is nuts. So we'll see what happens. Uh, You know, do want to give a shout out. Something I have uh, talked about all year, Uh, you know, was the Bryant Bulldogs uh, in Rhode Island. I'm sure Matt will call in today, but he played your Bryant played Wright State they had a good opening start good opening start in the first half only down two I believe uh, going into the half and then kind of things just you know fell apart they weren't really able to make any shots and they'd end up losing to Wright State 93 to 82 Uh, and then somebody else who made it into the playing game that actually you know made it past the first round was Notre Dame 89 to 87 uh, against Rutgers and then of course I want to try to um, I want to try to find them here maybe they went to the other side um, but so so anyways um, obviously there they are Notre Dame they played the number six Alabama and they beat them uh, but then of course they got uh, eliminated in the round of uh, 32 uh, and then on the other side of things you had Indiana uh, beating Wyoming sixty six to fifty eight, and then you had Texas Southern beating Texas A and M seventy six to sixty seven. So lots of good stuff, lots of good stuff happening. But like I said, at uh, to open the program up, if you know you you were to ask me one word to describe, um, you know, to describe you know this tournament, um, you know, it would be that it's that it's an upset it's an upset it there's been there's been plenty of upsets I mean you know if you're looking at uh, if I'm looking at my if I'm looking at my paper here you have 16 games that were an upset so um, there's something something to think about so that's why I'll say you know if you if you wanted me to describe uh, this March Madness or of, of at least the first um, you know, round of sixty uh sixty four and round of thirty two in, in one word. I'd say upset. So uh so we'll see what happens. Uh, anyways again if you want to call in nine seven eight three oh one six eight seven seven. That's nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. Let me touch on uh the Red Sox real quick. Um with some news kind of coming in today. Not, you know, huge new well, I don't know if you want to call it, you know, huge news or what but uh, Rafael Devers um, is apparently the uh, him in the Red Sox or his team in the Red Sox haven't been able to reach a deal which means they will have to go into arbitration Um, so we'll be following we'll be following that Um, the Red Sox also claimed Kyle Tyler uh, from the Angels Um, so that's that's something else Um, but as far as the Red Sox though they're on fire here in. Uh, they're on fire here in spring training, and I mean they've uh, they've won every game actually. So uh, their first game was on St. Patrick's Day, beating the Twins fourteen to one, and then they played the Rays, uh, and they beat them seven to six, and then the Twins again beat them one nothing. Orioles beat them three to two. Beat the Braves 5-0, beat the Rays again 4-2. And then they'll play the uh, Twins tomorrow, Orioles on uh, Thursday, Braves Friday, Rays again on Saturday. And so I'm not going to go down the full list, but they'll have spring training games all the way up until uh, next week, March 31st, and then, uh, I'm sorry, that's a lie, Um, they'll have spring training games all the way up to Tuesday, April 5th. And then they're going to open their season in New York against the Yankees on April 7th with a 105 uh, first pitch. First two series, as a matter of fact, on the road, playing the Yankees for a three-game Tigers for a three-game series. And then they'll come home and play the Twins at home for a four-game series. And we'll have the Blue Jays uh, for a three-game series. And then they'll uh, head over to the Rays for a three-game series. So kind of bopping back and forth uh, once the season gets started and you know it makes you think of what kind of effect is it going to have having Chris Sale out and not you know not not on board basically not pitching uh, you know going into this season you know you were expecting him like I said you were expecting him to be one of your top gun guys uh, you know maybe your number probably your number one guy and then all of a sudden you find out that your number one guy is out I mean come on so, we'll see what, you know, we'll see what happens. And, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, while while there was a lockout, there wasn't supposed to be any communication between the players um, and the organizations. But, I mean, you would think uh, that, you know, they would kind of, you know, Chris Seal's team or Chris Seal would kind of, you know, do something to, to tip them off and tell them that, hey, he's hurt, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, but instead, they didn't. And, you know, you would think... You know, you would think that's like a curiosity thing. That's like the least that they can do. No, no. So, you know, we'll see what happens as far as that is concerned, though, because, you know, what I'm what I'm trying to say with all of this is that if uh, Chris Seal was able to give them the heads up, then maybe, uh, you know, he would be, you know, the, the uh, Red Sox would be able to come out of the lockout and maybe, you know, sign a few pitchers or at least one, you know, to try to fill fill in his spot. But of course, without it and, you know, finding out I think it was last week about it, then, you know, you're kind of blindsided by it. So, it's it's definitely uh definitely frustrating to say the least. So, um, you know, another big story with uh with March Madness here is obviously Duke and and Coach K. So, you know, if you ask me, I want them to go go all the way. I want them to win it all for Coach K's um last year obviously something you know very special and so uh, we'll see what happens as far as as far as that is concerned of course the uh the sweet 16 all those games are going to be um all those games are going to be this week and then um the elite 8 in fact i i guess i lied um, they'll be this week and uh the elite 8 will also be um this weekend as well um so basically you have the you know the the Sweet Sixteen is the twenty fourth to the twenty fifth, and then the Elite Eight will be the twenty sixth uh, to the twenty seventh. So just you know, looking at my um, looking at my calendar real quick, I'm assuming that's going to be. I think it's Thursday. So you Thursday through uh, Thursday through Sunday here. So you got the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Yeah, Thursday to Sunday, and then you get go down to uh, the Final Four, which will be on. Uh, april 2nd uh, and and april 4th so exciting times obviously here with uh, with march madness uh, in the thick of things and like I said it's you know if you if you want if you you know ask me one word to describe it it's definitely uh, upset and it's definitely another one would be madness so um, another big big story um, happening uh, within the last 24 hours is that it came out that uh, Golf star Phil Mickelson uh will not be playing in the Masters. So that's the first time uh in twenty eight years that Phil Mickelson will not be participating in the Masters. That goes back all the way um to nineteen ninety-four. And with that, let's go to Ray from Methuen. Ray, what's going on?
0: Harrison, how are we doing today? Doing good. Good. You touched on a little sore spot with uh, with me as far as the off, uh, you know, betting uh, as far as Massachusetts is concerned. Uh, it's all involved in politics, politics, politics. It, it's just crazy. Uh, I can go, I'm here in Methuen, and I can drive 500 feet into Salem, New Hampshire and place a bet if I want. It's pathetic. It is is pathetic, but it's politics. And you
1: would think of a state that wants everybody's money and taxes and all this stuff. Why wouldn't they make more money with the sports gambling?
0: Well, the woman who is holding it up is the uh, president of the Senate, and she is not... For uh, any type of gambling. No, she
1: she voted against the casino. Casino. Back in what, 2011, I think?
0: Yeah, way back when. Yeah. I mean, you know. So she says she doesn't know if there's an appetite for it in Massachusetts. Well, let me tell this lady something. There's an appetite. And I think her appetite...
1: Well, just do the math. How many people... I would love to get a number of how many people are crossing the border over to New Hampshire, over to Rhode Island, and even to Connecticut of all those people crossing over the borders there, placing their bets in those states, and how much money we're losing. I would love to get that number. And then maybe they'd figure it out.
0: They still won't. She won't figure it out. She won't figure it out. She's, she's out to get whatever she can get from the uh, fr- from those who uh, uh, hold the licenses for uh, for the for the uh, off uh, off premises betting, you know, she says that it's the people. It's going to hurt the, the little guy in uh, in the lottery with the lottery in the in the convenience stores, which is a bunch of garbage. I
1: agree with you because I think it. I think I think the people playing scratch tickets, the people playing, um, you know, the Mass State Lottery and playing Keno. I think those people are total different people than people that are going to be sports gambling.
0: Well, it's true. I mean, you have to have an interest in sports in order to do it. Uh, right. You know. It, but it, but let's face it. Uh, Massachusetts lost out on one of the biggest uh, events of the year, uh, money wise. As far as uh, you know, the final, final four, March Madness, there's all kinds of money that's uh, waging on it.
1: And I just want to hit on some uh, some little breaking news just coming in: the Red Sox and uh, left fielder Rafael Devers have ag- have agreed to an 11.2 million dollar deal. So well, they won't be going to uh, arbitration, and and so they're all set.
0: Well, that's that's. Uh, uh, sorry because, to interrupt, uh, though.
1: You can you can go ahead.
0: No, you know, I'm glad to see that uh, Haim is uh, loosening up his purse, purse strings or at least uh, spending some of John Henry's money. Uh, you know, maybe John Henry saw the writing on the wall and he saw that the people are very upset with the way he's been taking care of uh, their Red Sox baseball team. So, you know all he's doing is he, he spends a little here he spends a little there yes he yes he brought in a, uh, a the first world series after they bought the team but you know what that was all part of the business plan let's do it but but he's cheaped out he's been cheaping out you know chris sale uh he he did spend money on chris sale and and unfortunately it seems like it was uh, damaged uh, goods when he when they picked it up because he's been uh, damaged. Uh,
1: but listen, that's why I'm kind of speculating on the edge of getting rid of him because, you know, how good is he sitting there? I mean, I compare him or I want to, release, I'm almost at the point of comparing him, um, you know, to Dustin Pedroia or to uh Tuka Rask.
2: Well, let,
0: let's hope it doesn't turn out to be another Dustin Pedroia. But, uh, you know, it's kind of suspicious. He, he, he injured his uh, chest, his rib, just by, uh, by throwing. I mean, he's been doing this for years and years and years as far as throwing. He don't, I don't know who's uh, helping him with his conditioning. If anybody, maybe you should call up Tom Brady and find out, uh, find out how Brady conditions Try to himself. get
1: the TB12 method? Well, I'll tell you, it's the TB12 method.
0: You know, maybe you should invest in that. Give uh, Brady a little bit of money. God knows he needs it. Right. But but it's an exciting time of the year. You know, we'll switch over to uh, uh, March Madness. You'd like to see St. Peter's uh, go a little further. I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think they will. I, th- I think uh, this is it for them. But...
1: Yeah, I mean, Purdue's a very good team.
0: Right, right. And the nice thing for St. Peter's now (laughs) is that the games are going to be in Philadelphia. They come from Jersey City, uh, New Jersey, so that's about a two, two two-and-a-half-hour ride for for their fan base to be able to go in there and cheer them on. And hopefully they'll be able to buy tickets. You know, these tickets are like gold, too, and now we're talking about the... uh, you know, the, the Sweet 16. So those tickets are going to be even more.
1: Well, you want to talk I about tickets. How much do you think the tickets would be uh, if uh, Coach K makes it to the finals? I mean, those would be ridiculous.
0: Well, I think they would. But, uh, but you know, Coach K has, has his detractors, too. There'll be a lot of people there who are hoping that he loses. Uh, Michigan State almost uh, sent him home. Yeah, but it was nice. To think, it was nice to see that they, he came back because that was, uh, and they didn't emphasize it that much. That was his twelve hundredth victory. That's right. I, I mean, uh, imagine, um, imagine 1,200, 1200 uh, victories. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it is. It is.
0: But, but I think, uh, I think. Uh, Arizona may be the one that, that uh, pulls it off and, and uh, becomes the national champs. So, Arizona, I'll, I'll huh? Yeah, that's what I think. All right. That's
1: what I think. Well, you know, we, and, we also uh, have to give a shout out to uh, you know some some part of uh, New England with uh, with uh, a Rhode Island team, Providence, uh, in it yeah, at the number nice four see, spot. It, it, yeah, it's
0: nice to see the Providence came. Uh, you know. Has, uh revitalize that that program. Yeah. Uh, they, you know. Uh, so congratulations to Providence. I I just wish that BC would uh, be able to uh, field a real good team, not only in in basketball but in uh, in football. Yeah. They do have a, a very competitive baseball team, but it seems that Northeastern has taken all the thunder away from them, as far as Boston schools are concerned. So. Right. It's nice it's an exciting time of the year and you know the summer is coming up so it'll be uh, interesting to see just uh, how things shake up out as far as the Red Sox the uh, the Red Sox the Bruins and the Celtics as we progress uh, further in, in through the spring and then into the early summer But other than that you have a good program there my man
1: All right thanks for calling in Ray. Okay Alright, so there's uh Ray from Methuen with you uh for you with some uh with some takes uh on the Red Sox and on some uh March uh madness. And uh with that, let me go to Matt from Rhode Island. Matt, what's going on?
2: Hey Harrison, how you doing today? Good, you? Good, good. It's been a little while since we last talked.
1: Yeah, you know, I had to take a trip down to sunny uh sunny Florida last week, you know, enjoy the uh enjoy my spring break, you know.
2: Yeah, I was right there with you. I went for right. but I was right there with you.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, let's get let's get the uh elephant out of the room and talk about it real quickly. Mm-hmm. Obviously you're Brian Bulldogs losing last week. Obviously disappointing. Uh just give me a quick take on that.
2: Yeah, no, I mean it was overall, uh, in conclusion, it really was a great season. Um there's they've never done anything like that. Uh win a conference championship, win the conference tournament, um, and go to the NCAA tournament, which was um some might say a little bit unfair that we had to play right state basically 10 10 minutes from their home uh, home court there in yeah. dayton um but um you know we, we didn't have our best night which um which is unfortunate which uh was a bad time to have it but uh super proud to be uh be a bulldog um to have them in the tournament hopefully i wish we would have won because i think we would have gave arizona uh good run for their money there because right state only lost to them by i think like 15 or 16 points um but you know, uh, it was a it was a great season. Um, unfortunately, I think a little bit of a little bit of it got overshadowed shadowed by the events that happened on the night of the championship game. Um, but uh, overall, it was a great season. Beating Wagner by 30, 30 or forty, whatever it was, on our home floor to win it all was uh, was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and in fact, uh, Matt, you know, the basketball team has been doing so well. Uh, that Brian actually announced that they're going to be opening um, its own uh, facility. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so uh, they actually came up with those plans a little bit after they won the uh, NEC tournament, which was great timing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they, they announced new plans for a whole new gym, whole new actual arena, because we just, um, as you know, we just have a gym inside of a big sports complex. But now we're going to have our own separate arena just for basketball, um, which would be really nice. So it increased in pass, it increase capacity by a good amount. Uh, which is really good for the program and in uh, the school as well. Cause I think that the, the students, um, as you can see on uh, on TV from the streams and from social media, the students are really involved with this team uh, tickets getting sold out in like three hours before they go on sale. It's um, it, it's a great thing for the program. And it's a state of the art facility, brand new, the new, uh, new lifting or center right next to it that just got put up. Um, so it's, it's an exciting time to be part of athletics at the school. Unfortunately, I'll be leaving after this year, but, uh, I'll definitely have to come back for some games in the new arena.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, you'll have to wait, uh, seven to eight years as it's going to open in 2030. So.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's definitely going to be exciting when they do open. They're announcing a ton of changes with the school. Um, and the president has committed to, uh, to athletics and for student life, um, which is good to see as well. So, uh, Hopefully, uh, we can retain our coach, Grasso. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with him. That's a whole other topic of discussion, whether he goes to UMass or LaSalle, a couple other jobs he's involved in. Um, but hopefully, we can retain him, retain our players coming in next year because we have a hell of a team coming back next year. Um, it's, it's an exciting time. We could be even better this year. People are predicting we could be even better next year than we were this year. So Wow, that's, uh, that's scary. Exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm just yeah. reading this article here. It says you can have up to uh, 4,400... Um, you know, with the combination of, you know, right. 3,400 fixed seats and up to 1,000 seats that can be added on the event floor uh, when configured yep. with a, a large uh, stage. So that's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, it, it's really exciting um, to pack the gym even more than it was. It was sold out to the brim this year, and it was, can only how, imagine how loud it's going to be when it gets sold out next year.
1: How many students do sure, you guys yeah. have?
2: We have... I believe it's around thirty, just about thirty-four hundred. I believe. Okay, gotcha. Um around that number, but you know, our old gym only held about twenty-five to twenty-six hundred. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's a pretty substantial upgrade that they have. Oh, there. absolutely, yeah. Um, for definitely, definitely for a mid-major as well, uh, which is really exciting. I'm
1: hoping. I'm really hoping, and I think this is probably going to happen that um, the same thing, something similar, will happen at my school, Merrimack College, uh, because we need a yeah. big, we need a big upgrade. Uh, as you know, as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually been surprised that it hasn't been initiated yet. Um, I think you guys are, are due for an upgrade, and I think it will be coming soon. Um, I mean, a lot of space I always thought really that part up- of
1: moving over to D one is, you know, you have to make these these upgrades. So wouldn't you think that they have to, right. you know, make some type of an upgrade uh, for this team?
2: Well, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm I'm pretty sure. Haven't they updated the football field recently or within the last couple? Yeah, it's of years? a new field. Yeah, so I, you would think the basketball's next on the list. Um Not only that. A pretty good arena not today. only that,
1: but they knocked down the uh, baseball field for it.
2: Right, yeah. Yeah, seriously. So you you would have to think about the, the basketball program, especially with them coming off that stupid rule we've talked about before with not being able to compete in tournament. Um hopefully with them coming off that rule they'd be able to really uh really focus in and um make a commitment to that program, which would be really nice to see
1: now Matt have you heard what's going on with uh, the Merrimack men's uh, basketball team
2: so I saw they were in a postseason tournament I'm not really sure which one it was I, I, I don't really know the full story behind it
1: so they're playing in the um, uh, man I, so I know they're playing in, in a tournament um, but yeah. what ended up happening is is that the team that they were supposed to play um, I which did
2: see this. Did which was forfeit they-
1: UMBC forfeited yep. because um because they were unhealthy basically. So there's been as far as to my knowledge, there's been no updates since. But I thought that they were going to be I thought with you know, with that team forfeiting, you would think they automatically get to go into the, you know, second round of that tournament.
2: You would think so. But I I, I do agree. I remember seeing that. Didn't that happen like last week where they forfeited? It
1: did. It did. And I think the game was supposed to be um, on Saturday.
2: Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Um, Yeah. I mean, hopefully they, I I don't know what the bracket looks like in that tournament, but hopefully they, they do get to move on because they deserve to move on. Um, And they deserve to just play in the postseason. We've talked about it before. They're more than good enough to play in the postseason. Um, so hopefully they can move on and play the next team. I'm not sure who that is, but hopefully for uh, for Joe Gallo and his team that they can uh, move on and actually play the postseason basketball. I think that would be a great experience for them. Yeah.
1: So I'm just reading here. Uh, the program accepted the invitation to the tournament on Sunday night and knew at that point they were dealing with health issues. This is uh, the team that they were – UMBC – Um, according to a statement from the school the team met yesterday for the first time since Sunday and determined it wasn't healthy enough to play Uh, my uh, and this is I believe Bill Burt uh, from the Eagle Tribune saying my guess is that the tournament gives Merrimack a bye into the second round that would be the easiest solution I think it would be difficult to come up with a replacement on such short notice the second round of the tournament is supposed to open in two days so that was on Saturday which means I would think that the tournament would start back up on monday so
2: i you know i don't know they'd be solved by now but that's strange that's that's, that's i mean it's an easy solution yeah
1: it's an easy solution okay the team the team uh, forfeited unless of course they're they're gonna try and find another team again i haven't i haven't really seen any updates on it that's the last i've heard of it so
2: yeah i I think it would just be way too late to try to find a replacement at this point and i just think that Common knowledge solution would just be to have them advance in the next round, but that—that's yeah, that's weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to hit this on you. Uh yep. I don't know if you heard the uh, Rafael Devers that the Red Sox uh, did make a deal with them uh, with him, and then they also just made a deal with uh, Christian Arroyo for a uh, 1.2 million dollar salary this year. So good to have him back.
2: Yeah, it's definitely good to have him back. And you said they signed Devers to an extension.
1: They did eleven point two million
2: for just for this year.
1: I believe so. Yeah.
2: I mean, I think he deserves a long term. Uh, him and Bogarts. It's going to be different now because with that Story signing, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Bogarts. Uh, now that they have Story as a backup for second base for uh, shortstop.
1: I mean, they should year. be trying to. They should be trying to start. I mean, I'm sorry. They should be trying to start conversations with Bogarts, rip up their, rip up his contract, and get him to stay as long as Story's going to be here right. for.
2: I agree. I completely agree because that, that, um, that infield of Devers, Bogarts, and Story could be very scary. Very, and very and
1: scary. let me remind you of something. Next year is when they're getting rid of the shift. So if you right. have Story and Bogarts at second and shortstop, you basically have it all covered, right? So right. and, you know, and
2: they have that kid coming up for first base, castus who's supposed to be a stud. Correct. So that correct. whole infield would
1: be correct. So you you would I think know. that not having the shift would almost, you know, with with the with this uh, you know with this squad, that's possible, might not make that big of a difference if they didn't, because they have such a, a widespread of of mobility.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you would think. Um, I I just hope that Heim Bloom and his uh, his staff over there locks up Devers and Bogarts because they're cornerstones for the Red Sox. So they are they are the future.
1: Because Absolutely.
2: Honest, the, the, the time is closing on Chris Sale for him to be the face of the franchise. And you can make the argument right now that Bogarts and Devers are the face of the franchise.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know if you heard my take earlier. I think uh, Sale is getting closer to be a Tuca Rask and Dustin Pedroia where it's, hey, it's just time to hang it up. Oh, I agree. I yep. mean, he was supposed to come off of one of his biggest... Uh, you know, years, you know, you know, start, you know, have one of his biggest years rather coming off of Tommy John surgery and stuff. And all of a sudden we're going to start the year on the DL. I mean, give me a break.
2: No, I agree. It's very, very concerning. Just this random injury out of nowhere. I don't even know how he did it. He said he was training or something where it's a rib injury where it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's very strange. And then I feel like it's only a time before his elbow becomes inflamed or is it an arm issue, which always seems to happen later in the season when he gets worn out so I think we're at a serious crossroads with Chris Sale, and uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with that, um, to say the least. I, I don't really know. I, I I don't know. It's uh definitely gonna be a problem down the road, though, for sure.
1: I am uh, I am excited to see um, I am excited to see uh, Rich Hill though.
2: Yeah, he pitched well today in that uh, in his debut two shutout innings. I understand it's uh, spring training, but I is am, he an
1: Andover I I native?
2: So he, I believe he is—he's a Boston or not, uh, Massachusetts native. I'm not sure if it's Andover, but I think he's a Massachusetts. Yeah, native. it just says Boston, right.
1: Mass. It just says Boston, Mass. Yeah. Uh, I know. Um, I know somebody that you know has seen him, uh, you know, working out during the off season, even when he was with the, uh, you know, with the Dodgers. So that's obviously pretty cool. So. Um, yeah,
2: it definitely is cool. Yeah. hometown kid coming back, which would be nice.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yep, I mean, I'd almost definitely. say he is back.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, uh, we'll see. And then to touch on the Celtics quickly, they're, uh, I remember we had these conversations at the beginning of the year, and it was, its I don't even know. There's not even words to say what they're up to right now. It's just dominance. They're not even beating teams. They're destroying teams. Yeah. Like it's, T- Tatum has been on an absolute tear. He's averaging up to 27 points a game now. Brown's right there with 21. I mean, it's, it is is just wild. It's Total one hundred and eighty on this team. I'm I'm all in. I'll say it right now, I'm all in.
1: Yeah, probably, I am I too. Shouldn't
2: be, but I'm all in.
1: Nope, I am too. In fact, I I saw some guy got a tattoo actually um, of you know the Celtics basically being champions this year.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's people. It's a it's a good buzz around the city. It's a good buzz. Um, hopefully they can pull it out. I mean the East is. You could say the East is not wide open, but you could say it's open. There's not, like, we're right there. We're right there. We're, we have, we're beating the season series against Milwaukee. We have the season series against Miami. And I think we have the season series against Philly as well. So, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, think I it's mean, all we there. need,
1: all we need, literally, is for us to win one night and for one of those teams up ahead to lose, and we're, we take that spot. Yeah.
2: We're literally only two games or two and a half behind first place, which you which correct um, mentioned earlier. But it, it, And I think
1: we're, is it a half a game behind the 76ers and Bucks? They're 44 and 27. We're 45 and 28. So. Okay. I,
0: believe so. yeah.
1: I get confused with the half a game and all this stuff, but I, I think it's a half a game. And so I know, for example, yeah. last night um, the 76ers played. And if. And they beat
2: the Heat, right.
1: Correct. But if the uh, 76ers had lost and the Celtics had won. Um, yeah. They would have swapped positions, or I think at least I think the Celtics would have gone a, gone a second place.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. No. It's it's uh it's definitely exciting to say that we were in tenth place about two months ago, and now we're bidding for first place. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what Ime Adoka has done. Um, it's pretty remarkable, actually, from where yeah. we were to where we are now. I mean,
1: we're right there. Um, I mean, we've won twenty out of the last twenty three games.
2: Insanity. And absolutely. I
1: could go Sanity. I could go way past that too. You yeah, know. Definitely could. You could I mean, it up to like thirty. Absolutely. You know?
2: Yeah, it's 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 exciting. It's an exciting time. Uh, hopefully they can uh make a good postseason run and uh have someone to cheer about come uh April and June. So be interesting to see, but uh thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it and I uh, look forward to the rest of the show and next week.
1: All right, thanks, Matt.
2: Alright, thanks. Bye.
1: All right, so there's uh, Matt from uh, Rhode Island for you. have about 12 minutes left here on the show, 978 That's 978 You'll listen to the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methune Community Studios. All right. Go ahead. Harrison how you doing
3: Mr. Roger Roger from from uh, the Sunshine State
1: oh geez you know you're, you're calling me from different numbers and I you know I can't pick up on this stuff well so Roger from Roger Florida what's going on
3: well what's going on is uh, they sucked me and did went they to see with <laughs> yeah. to see them the first day they all got back down in Fort Myers and you know uh, half of the crew wasn't there most more than half the only ones we saw at batting practice were uh, Dahlbeck, Martinez, uh, JBJ was there, and Devis and nice. was there. So, and this week, actually tomorrow, we're going to go see the Twins and the Sox, and then Friday, Atlanta.
1: Wow, they're so really they bad. really sucked you in. They really sucked they,
3: you in oh baby did they ever. because i
1: I heard from uh an unknown source that you were very disappointed with the prices of the tickets to go and watch them
3: Well, that is correct, but those prices were uh well they're not much better but but actually, at the ball field itself, the prices were much better than trying to get them online although uh most of them want you to buy your tickets online, yep. and there's naturally uh, service charge this and, you know, whatever. Uh, so actually going to the ball field, uh, well, in, uh, in Fort Myers, uh, the prices were more reasonable. Um, and, yep, they did suck me in. They did. But it'll be two games, and that'll be it for my, for my uh, spring training.
1: How was the game um, you went to before, the first game? Did, did you say well, you went to the first to the game? I just, it it, it was, was just It was the first
3: practice. Now, are those like free? Say, are
1: practices free?
3: How about this? Free and free parking.
1: Wow. They
3: don't even charge you for parking. Wow. And every one of the ushers and whoever you uh, ran into is very, very friendly.
1: Very nice to so, hear I mean,
3: well, like I said, I mean it was the first day back naturally uh, you know they're trying to woo the fans back and and as I said, I got suckered in and went down to see them so but I mean you know uh, and the game is tomorrow, and I'm looking forward to that, although you know looking at some of the uh, some of the uh, box scores you say who who's that who's playing where yep so. We'll see. I mean, that, that's typical, but it just seems like uh, uh, this year there's a lot more people that you have no idea who they are. Uh, but I, I would assume as time goes on, you know, the, the major leaguers are going to have to get their at-bats and their pitches in, et cetera. So hopefully tomorrow we'll see, uh, you know, a, a real pitcher and a real group of uh, ball players. And the same with Friday, uh, although when they come up to visit uh, here in Northport, uh, the Braves, which uh, one of the reasons uh, that we wanted to go is, is that it is a a new field, yep. probably three years old. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to see them. And it happens that the Red Sox were playing. Right. Um, so so again, hopefully we'll see, you know, real ball players uh, out there instead of uh, you know the perma that want to stay back in Fort Myers and. Not do any traveling. So, uh, but as far as the Bogarts goes, uh, let me read you a quote that I just read. I don't work in the front office. I just play on the field. Does that sound like Tom Brady a few years ago?
1: Something like that, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, that was Bogarts this uh, this week. So you know uh, he can opt out in twenty twenty two, and and now with the uh, the Correa signing and. Uh, his average of $35 million, man, unbelievable. Money, money, money. So,
1: yeah, like I said, the Red Sox should definitely try to, you know, start negotiations now with Bogarts to try and basically make it so he doesn't have that opt-out and, you know, have him sign the new right. uh, new contract. That way he's, he's here just as long as uh, Story's here for. Yep.
3: And the, the only thing about Story, again, you know, the fact is that he played in <laughs> – Coors Field and the the differences in his numbers are a little staggering 303 uh, average at Coors 241 away from Coors so you know and did I
1: and did I hear that he has like an elbow issue or something like that
3: well see there, there was some some talk about that and when they signed him there was something about Cora didn't want to talk about it until I guess the actual deal was done which really meant the physical was was done, so I got a feeling there might be something there, but naturally they're not gonna they're not gonna publicize anything like that, right? Uh, but he passed the physical, so which is good, you know? Yep, absolutely. So, so that's it, my friend from All right. from sunny Florida.
1: All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Roger.
3: All right. Take care.
1: Thanks you too. All right, so there's uh, Roger from uh, Florida uh, for you. Um, have about uh, six minutes left here on the show, so if you want to call in, I'll squeeze you in nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. That's nine seven eight three zero one six eight seven seven. Lots that we uh, talked about today, obviously, um, you know, starting uh, starting the show off. Uh, with all the NFL news happening uh, within the last uh, week or so and basically the big story of just the Patriots not really being involved with anything things finally heating up uh, you know this past week Uh, you know working some guys out of course you know if we got Leonard Fournette that'd be a great pickup but you know just as he's working out with us yesterday well he got signed by the Buccaneers today so you know obviously a disappointing loss As far as uh, that is concerned but uh, you know lots of speculation is that the Patriots will sign uh, and come to some type of an agreement with Malcolm Butler to bring him back here uh, to New England you know along with the Patriots signing uh, Trent Brown for another two years as well so lots of uh, lots of good stuff happening and I'd say you have to keep your eye on the next week or so on on Julian Edelman to see if anything Builds up around that because I think at any given time it can be very easily, you know Hey, Julian Edelman's coming back to play with Brady I think that's the only situation that he does come back is if he plays with Brady I don't think he you know comes back to uh, To play with New England by any means so we'll have to watch that that's definitely a story to watch because you know Look up the video of him of him running around catching balls from Brady. He looked really good he looked really good, so that'll be interesting, um, you know, to see as well. And of course, you know, you have this, uh, you have this Josh McDaniels out there in Las Vegas making moves all the time. Devonte Adams again going to the uh, f- to the Raiders from the Green Bay Packers. You know, we all thought that, you know, that was a package deal: Devonte Adams and uh, and Aaron Rodgers, and then so. You know, of course, you know it was kind of a domino. One one player was signed, one player was signed, and you know, all set. And so to see this happening, that's uh, that's real, real surprising. Um, and just you know, as far as the 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 Celtics are concerned, games uh, coming up. That they have are obviously the the Utah uh, Utah Jazz uh, tomorrow at the Garden the Timberwolves on Sunday at the Garden and then against the uh, Raptors in Toronto on Monday and then it's like the last week or so because their season ends on April 10th so it's really winding down and uh, and coming to and coming to an end Um, and as far the Bruins are concerned they have a little more time Of course then the then the NBA and the Boston Celtics you know they go until the end of April Uh, April 29th is their last game but you know coming up for them they're gonna have the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in the house um, Thursday night Uh, so that's gonna be obviously a good game defending defending champions there and then the Islanders in the house on Saturday Maple Leafs in the house on Tuesday Devils in the house on Thursday. Jeez, they're home for a while. Um, It's funny. They actually go to -to back-to-back games uh, with the Blue Jackets. They play the Blue Jackets at home April 2nd, but then go out there on April 4th. So that's something uh, interesting to look out for. So uh, obviously a long home street uh, here uh, for the Bruins, you know, a week. uh, Yeah, about a week, a week and a half, a week and a half, uh, home stand here for the bees, so that'll be that'll be good to see them here at home. Hopefully, they can uh, keep winning, winning, winning as they are right in the hunt uh, there with the Maple Leaves, Lightning, and Panthers first, second, and third, as the Bruins are in fourth place. And like I said, you know the NHL is a little different than the NBA because they're on a point system. But you know if they just all they have to do is suck up some points, and you know then you never know they might be moving up some. Uh, some spots but obviously good to see the Bruins where they're at right now winning uh, like I said um, you know I think that I'm trying to figure out what that um, what that stat was I think it was 12 2 and one out of their last 15 games so that's obviously a, an outstanding stat so that's gonna be interesting and um, you know moving ahead so we have the Bruins and we have the Celtics lots of exciting stuff two teams that are on a road they're on fire should be very too, uh two good playoff teams to watch and then of course the Patriots see if they make any moves and of course we have the March Madness sweet 16 um, so again Gonzaga versus uh, Arkansas give me Gonzaga Texas Tech versus Duke give me Duke North Carolina versus UCLA give me North Carolina and then Purdue versus St. Peter's give me the upset with uh, St. Peter's Uh, but then give me North Carolina beating um, uh, beating St. Peter's and then give me Duke beating uh, Gonzaga and on the other side of things with Arizona versus Houston give me Arizona and Michigan beating Villanova and then Michigan upsetting Arizona and Kansas versus uh, Providence give me Providence and Iowa State versus Miami oh boy give me Iowa State Iowa State seems to be uh, seems to be on fire lately so give me Iowa State in that and then uh, give me Providence uh, again there and then give me give me Michigan so anyways doubt that will give us enough to talk about until next Tuesday here on the sports talk uh, with Harrison Chase on Merrimack Valley Public Radio, coming to you live from Methune Community Studios. I would like to thank all my listeners and everyone who called in. This show would not be what it is without all of you. For day-to-day hourly updates, feel free to follow me on Twitter, Harrison Chase 5 That's Harrison Chase 5 on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, and I'll talk to you next week right here on the Sports Talk with Harrison Chase. Good night.
0: You've been listening to The Sports Talk with Harrison Chase only on MCS, Methuen Community Studios.